When we commit to a relationship, when we say, I do, we all hope that our union will last. But sometimes things just don't work out. Hi, this is Candy O'Terry. Welcome to the story behind her success. The statistics around divorce in the United States really are stunning. 40 to 50% of first marriages end in divorce. And that percentage goes up for second marriages at 60% and 73% of third marriages don't work out. One of the many heartbreaks of the pandemic is an increase in separations and petitions that have been filed for divorce. Experts say that as a result of the pandemic, the divorce rate will rise in 2021 and 2022. They are taking judges out of retirement just to handle the amount of divorce petitions in the courts. What are the contributing factors? Too numerous to mention including quarantining for long periods of time in close quarters, unemployment, job loss, financial distress, insufficient mental health services to meet the demand for adults and for children, students learning virtually versus in the classroom, and drastic increases in domestic violence and child abuse. These are all contributing to the end of many marriages. In fact, every 13 seconds, there is a divorce in the United States. And what about when a spouse or a life partner dies? The average life expectancy for an American male is 78.5 years. For a female, it's 80.5 years. And all too often, leaving a will, being prepared for death, is just not as common in our culture as it needs to be. Now, why am I telling you all of this grim news? Well, because divorce or the death of a spouse can mean financial ruin, especially for a woman who has devoted her life to a marriage. Maybe she's blindsided and she's not prepared to begin a new life on her own. Enter the woman you are about to meet. She knows a lot about finances because she's a financial planner, but she is also the founder of the Women's Initiative Team, where she assembled an all-female group of experts from many walks of life, including a real estate agent, a mortgage agent, an attorney, a CPA, a healthcare expert, a licensed marriage and family therapist. And they've all come together to offer guidance and support when a woman needs it most. Check out their website, womensinitiativeteam.com. Suzanne Crociati comes to this work from a very deep place in her heart. And that's often where our best ideas come from. Am I right? She is the proud mother of two grown children. She has a degree in economics from UMass Amherst and a master's degree in education from Lesley University. She's also been happily married for 30 years. But she's got quite a backstory. We settled into my living room, which has become my recording studio these days. And yes, we do practice very careful social distancing. I started out by asking Suzanne about the mission of the Women's Initiative Team. The mission is to empower women after a divorce or loss of spouse or even any women out there who need support to get them through difficult times. It's just been a fabulous journey so far. It's absolutely amazing. I'm looking at all of the details. The team consists of an experienced an all-female staff, financial advisor, real estate agent, mortgage lender, attorney, a CPA, a life coach, and a licensed marriage and family therapist. You know, the bottom line is this. Women very often are afraid to talk about money. 
And I recently interviewed someone who said, money is emotional. Give me your thoughts on oh. why for women it is so hard for us sometimes to just be in control of our money. I think even though we've come so far in this world, we're still not feeling that we deserve to be in total control of our money or we don't feel as confident as we should. I've had many women in my office feeling not deserving of the money that they should have. It surprises me that we should be further. Well, I'm guessing that the door to your office opens up. You've got women dealing with separation, the death of a life partner, a divorce. Paint me a picture of the kinds of women who have come to you, and certainly without revealing their names yeah. or anything, but tell me a few stories of yeah. maybe some success stories. Sure, sure. I had one woman come in, and she was married to a man who had a really successful business, and she gave up her career to raise the kids. The kids were probably going into high school. She just was destroyed by the whole thing and didn't know what to do and came into my office. And sometimes, not to say, but all, not all women, but they feel very vulnerable and they don't want to reveal it all. But I feel that as, not to generalize, but as a woman, I feel that I can make them feel like it's safe here. This is the place that you can be who you are, and there's no judgment. And I'm here to get you in the place that you feel that you deserve that, and you deserve a life after this whole thing. So that woman came in, and I looked at what she had. And to me, I said to her, because she was going to get money for 10 years. And I said to her, well, what are you going to do after 10 years? And she looked at me all like confused, like, well, I don't know. And I said, this can't happen. I mean, do you have a career? No, I don't. And I turned to her and I said, you know, the best way to do this, you know, as looking as my advisor had, is that he needs to give it to you all right now. He needs to hand you that money now so we can invest that money and we can get you way past that 10 year and that you can feel that you're going to be okay and that you have no worries. I can only imagine how some of these women feel when not only are they sitting down talking to you, but then in walks the mortgage lender person, in walks the, the licensed marriage therapist, in walks the real estate agent who helps her put her house on the market mm -hmm. if she wants to get out of that home that she shared with her soon-to-be ex-husband and have a new life. There must be so many women who feel as if you've given them a kind of a, a chance at a second chapter in their lives. Oh, there's no question. There's no question. And it makes me feel wonderful too. It really does. I have a woman whose husband passed a few years ago and I speak to her really every month. To be honest with you, they end up being friends. They really do. And I care so much about each one of them. And she just feels like she had to have a monthly income. We made sure she had a monthly income from her portfolio. And he did everything. And to the point that she turned to me and said, I have never done taxes. And so she said, Suzanne, do you know anybody? And of course, I said, of course I know somebody. So now she feels she's got her people, not his people. You know, I'm speaking from experience here when I say that divorce can do crazy things to people. And you can think, and I'm talking to listeners right now, you can think that if your marriage is ending 
and you and your husband have said to each other, okay, we're just going to go our separate ways and I won't say anything mean about you and you won't say anything mean about me and we'll just divide our assets in half. Don't be ridiculous. It doesn't always turn out that way. Do you agree that divorce makes people do crazy things? Oh, there is. I had. I remember talking to the, our divorce attorney and, and someone was saying they were fighting over a cookbook. I mean, it was just crazy, you know, things to be fighting over. And just like you said with money, that's emotional. And of course, this is emotional. And, um, and wait until you start fighting about the children. That's yeah. when it really gets good. Definitely. What advice do you have for any woman listening to this program today about her finances? Maybe she just, again, like eight out of 10 women, has just entrusted this to her life partner. What do you say? I say it's time for you to, to take a look at what you have. Take a deep breath and get a plan and make sure that the person knows your plan. Make sure that they're listening to your plan. That's what I do. And basically, they should also check in with you to make sure because life changes. And the other thing I would offer is if you're in a healthy relationship and you go to your partner and say, hey, you know what? Let's spend an afternoon. I don't know much about our finances. That person should not be threatened by that if they are your loving partner. There's no question. There is absolutely no question. So how do people find out a little bit more about the Women's Initiative Team? So we have a wonderful new website, womensinitiativeteam.com, and you can learn about all of us on there and our qualifications, and it has all our pictures, so you can get a little more feeling of who we are. And the one thing I like to say is that you don't need all of us at once. You know, you might need me. You might not be selling your house right now, but maybe a couple of years down the line, you'll sell your house. And, you know, you may be all set with an attorney, but you never know. So it's a group that I brought together after a few years of hard work trying to find the right people, and we all clicked together. The Women's Initiative team didn't come out of the clear blue sky. And one of the reasons why I wanted to have this conversation with you and feature you on the story behind her success is because you were inspired to do this work by something that happened to you and to your family. I think that our childhood, particularly our early adulthood, really informs our lives, defines us, gives us a code of ethics. What made you want to do this work? Tell us a little bit about your personal story. So we grew up in a fairly affluent community, and my dad is a doctor, and uh, she worked, you know, helping him out as his secretary and billing and everything. And he decided to leave, and I was in college at the time, too. And so he left, and things started falling apart. He stopped paying the mortgage. He stopped everything to the point that I never knew how strong she was until later on, because... I was a senior in college, and actually my senior year in August, when the bill comes out for college, uh, he says, I'm not paying it. Thankfully, I got the wonderful financial aid on the phone, but she never, ever in that last year of my college told me how awful it was. He decided not to pay the mortgage, mm -hmm. and she's alone in this home. Right, with my little brother. I think I heard the lights, electricity went off at one time because that wasn't paid, and she had no income. She had absolutely no income. And so, I, to be honest, I don't know whole, the, the whole story, but I do know that um, it was bad. It was very bad. And, and so she um, lost the house. She lost the house. We had to move into a little apartment. Um, I'll never forget having to help her push the piano up the stairs because she wanted to save the piano. And thankfully, we have it in my house. She was always worried about money. 
she was the sweetest caring person that gave so much to my brother and I and it just broke my heart it just broke my heart well it certainly stayed with you so take me back to your college experience you graduate from UMass Amherst did it take you a while before you found your way yeah it did it did I was very leery about getting married and having a bad marriage. And I was just about yeah, to ask you that Yeah, I was so question. leery oh about it. Goodness. I remember looking for the signs constantly that he was going to, you know, oh, oh, what's he doing here? Maybe this is a sign he's not a good guy. Definitely. 30 years. 30 years. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you know, that is so true that when you grow up with an experience like that, for what you thought was your intact family, turns into a terrible divorce situation. You do worry when you grow older, am I choosing the right person or am I going to get hurt too? There's no question. There's no question. How did you change when you became a mother? I, especially of a mother of, um, I mean, both of them, I have a boy and a girl, but especially a mother of a girl or a woman, I really focus on her being able to support herself. It's so important to me that she is the one who's self-sufficient. Hopefully she'll meet a wonderful person, but I just want to make sure that she doesn't have to worry. One of the strongest messages that I ever got from my mom, who always worked professionally her whole life, was stand on your own two feet, Candace. Mm -hmm. That's what she used to say to me over and over and over again. And I think it's fantastic to fall in love. It's great to have your husband take care of you. But what are you going to do if he's not there? You can't lose yourself no. in the marriage. Not at all. It's not all Cinderella all the time. You think that the guy in the white horse is going to come. And hopefully he does. They were definitely blind. You were just talking about doing things with your heart, and that opens the door to talking about your community work. I know you're very involved with the Plymouth Area Coalition yes. for the Homeless. Talk yes. about that. So when my daughter was in high school, she was always like, Mom, I want, I want, I want, I want. And I was like, no, 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 no. We've got to like be appreciative for what we have. And I found a pantry. So every Wednesday during, I think, her junior and senior year, we volunteered on Wednesday at the food pantry. And then eventually, I had this uh, idea for a comedy show. So I went into the executive director and I said, you know, we should do a comedy show to raise funds. I think it'd be fun, you know, and because they needed some. So I went in there and at that time, they thought it was great. And they not only invited me to be on the fundraising committee, they invited me to be in the board. And it's been really fabulous. It really is. They're hoping to expand the shelter and they're, they're giving so many fabulous services to these people that are coming on hard times. One of the things that I always love to hear more about, because I see you as a very successful businesswoman, is relationship building. Mm. Is that not one of the most critical parts of being a successful businesswoman? There is no question on that one. To the point that a couple of years ago, my son had cancer. You know, knock on wood, he is cancer free. Thank you, Dana Farber. I had to like jump in the car at times when, you know, he had a fever or something like that. And my clients, I can't tell you enough how I was on with one of my clients and he's like, get in the car, Suzanne, just get in the car now, go. And I had one in particular, I'll never forget it. I said, oh, well, I had this conference to go to. And I said, I'm not sure if I can go to his appointment because I'd go to all of them. And he turned to me and said, I'll go. And I'll say, I said, I said, what do you mean? it's a client of mine. What do you mean you're? And he said, you don't understand, Suzanne. I'm not your client. We're friends. And I was like, 
just that's why that's how I feel about my clients. I mean, that you're a very lucky woman. I am very lucky. I'm very lucky. You know, I have to ask you about your son. So Mm. let's talk a little bit about what it's like to have a child get diagnosed with cancer. Take me back to that moment. Uh, Very hard to believe. He was only 26. I just thought it was like a little lump or something. I thought it was stress. And then we found out it was cancer. It was horrifying. I always try so very hard, even during bad times like that, to look at the half full. And we were very, very blessed to get into Dana-Farber. To me, they saved my son's life. And I'm so appreciative. It was awful. Did it change you? I appreciate things. The little day-by-day things that are out there. You should take a deep breath and say, it's fixable. And you can go on. Last few questions I ask everyone who sits where you are today. Mm -hmm. And thank you so much for coming and sharing your story with me. When an obstacle is in your path, how do you get around it? I ask for help. You know, I ask people who maybe know who've been in a situation like this. I feel like people who don't ask for help when they don't know are hurting themselves a little bit. There's nothing wrong with not knowing all the answers. What is the best piece of advice you've ever received? And this can be personal or professional. And can you pass it along to the thousands of women all around the world who listen to this show? Take a deep breath and be strong. When I go back to all the situations that were difficult in my life, I feel that it was for the best. I know it sounds crazy because I feel that if I didn't go through that situation, I wouldn't be in a better place today. And I know it's hard at the moment. And I know right now some women might be out there saying, oh, right, sure. But I feel that I look back at all my hurdles and all my bad things and I say, I've learned so much and I wouldn't be who I am today without that. What do you wish you knew, Suzanne, when you first got started? I look back at that awful situation my mother had, and I look back now where I am with my 30-year marriage, and I say, we got through it, even though I was looking at all those signs of him that he was going to do something wrong. <laughs> um, we He's did. still around. He's still around. He definitely is still around. Success means different things to different people at different times in their lives. Right now, sitting here in my living room, what does success mean to you? First of all, my family, very blessed for that, and I'm very appreciative of helping these women. For me, that's somehow helping my mom in some indirect way. I'm very blessed that I found a fabulous team who are helping women, and hopefully we can continue with our journey and make everybody feel that it's gonna be okay divorce and loss of spouse, it takes away your confidence of being who you were, that person that you were before you married him or before you lost him. I make sure that they know that there's value and they deserve to have a good life. I want to say thank you so much, Suzanne, for being our guest and congratulations for founding the Women's Initiative Team. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. And that's the story behind her success for this week. If you want to know more about the great work Suzanne Crociati and her all-female team are doing for women, just go to womensinitiativeteam.com. By the way, if you know a woman I should interview for this show, I'd love to know more about her. So please reach out anytime. Candy at candyoterry.com. Follow me on Facebook at candyoterryofficial and on all other platforms at candyoterry. And if you like what you hear, please subscribe and leave us a review. 
that really does matter a lot. I want to know how you feel about this content. Let's meet again next week for another edition of The Story Behind Her Success. And remember, when we lift each other up, we all rise. What's your story? <laughs>